We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts. I am joined as always by my school-spirited co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well, doing well. Uh, We're recording this on a Sunday after National Marquette Day, so fun times all around. Uh, Congratulations Uh, to all who observe. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is uh it is worthy of celebration. <laughs> of course. We'll say, we'll say that. Uh but I'm doing well regardless. Before we get into it though, yep. we should probably tell the people that we are hosting a playback room playback. for Monday's game against the Charlotte Hornets at seven o'clock, I believe. Seven seven o'clock, seven PM. And yeah, we actually seven. So people, if you want to stay up to date, people say, ah, when's the next playback? I wish we knew when the playback. We now have a schedule up that lives in the Eurogroup Discord server. Remember to get access to the Discord. You can email us, EuroStepPodcast. Just pod. Damn it. EuroStepPod at gmail.com. You can tweet us at Arcadi Jr. at Ty Windish. You can, all you need to do is show us either proof of Discord subscription a five-star Spotify review that's in the Spotify app only. It's not on desktop yet. Or a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Send us a screenshot of any of those things to any of those places. We'll get you in the Discord. We have the full schedule. And for listeners, here it is. But obviously, if you're in there, you can check it whenever. Monday, February 28th. So tomorrow, Monday, as you're listening, Hornets, 7 p.m. Central. Sunday, March 6th against the Suns, 2.30 p.m. Central, day game, special for the European listeners. We know we have a lot in different time zones. That could be a fun one to check out without having to stay up until 4 a.m. Tuesday, March 22 against the Bulls. Thursday, March 31 against the Nets. So some really fun games against contenders and the Bulls and Hornets coming up. So make sure to tune into those, get into the Discord and join us for our Manning cast style playback rooms. 
Yeah, and just to clarify, it's a you can get in with review or Substack subscription. What did GSPN. I say? That's, you said Discord. Subscription. Oh, whoops. Yeah, Substack. Yeah. GSPN dot Substack. Sorry. Thank you, Rohan. That's why. That's why no one should podcast alone. Yeah, I mean solo pods are. Yeah, they, an adventure. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of what's not it, the Milwaukee Bucks lately. We're here to talk about. Or answer a question, I guess. That'll probably spawn a lot more questions. But it's a one-question podcast. We came in with one topic to discuss. You know, usually we're like, okay, we're going to hit Javon Carter. We're going to do DeAndre Bembry. We're going to do Tyreek Evans. We'll get to all those guys later. Maybe not Tyreek. They're working out Tyreek. We don't know if they're actually going to sign him. But bigger picture for once from the Eurostep podcast. Rohan, should we be concerned about the Milwaukee Bucks? They blew... An ugly game against the Brooklyn Nets at home last night. They blew an ugly game against the Sixers right before the break. They just have not looked like a good, complete team. And I guess they're not. But, you know, what's your concern level? Should we be concerned? I am slightly concerned. It's hard not to be. You're seeing a lot of different ailments for this team. You're seeing defensive weaknesses. You're seeing offensive weaknesses. You're seeing roster weaknesses. I mean, given at the end of the day, I still think they have enough to go win a title. But I'm concerned. Like, when are we going to see this team show up against a good team? Like, are are we going to see that happen anytime soon? There's currently, what, fifth in the East? They are four games back of the number one seed. So it's looking less and less likely that they're actually going to be the number one overall seed. I know there's still a chance, but not really anymore. Not with the way they're playing. There's 22, 21 games left. Yep. It's not a lot. Not a lot of time to recover in the standings. Uh, Again, still don't have Brooke Lopez. Pat Connison's out. They're still getting adjusted to their new signings. But at the end of the day, who knows if that's all going to matter? Because, like, are those guys going to be ready? You have to be ready with this current iteration of the squad. We don't know if Brooke Lopez is going to be coming back anytime soon, though he did practice. Yeah. He did practice. Good news. Which is very good news. Pat Connaughton is already shooting into guys' arms, like in videos. Did you see that? No. It's like he's like twelve days post surgery. He's just like shooting like t-shirts into like oh. some guys' like basket arms or something. <laughs> and uh, so, who knows what he's going to look like when he comes back? I, you just you have to be ready to win with this iteration of the squad. Like you, no no one is going to be fully healthy come playoff time any team you have to be ready you can't assume that you're going to have everyone at full strength you have to be ready with what you've got right now and the bucks aren't ready with what they've got right now yeah i couldn't agree more actually you know i think good people think of good podcasts as all these as always arguments i think we can agree and still hopefully make good content but you know i i i totally get the the optimistic folks who say listen they don't have brooke they don't have pat they don't have george hill who's been questionable with a sore neck for what feels like six months. Um, And, you know, once they get all those guys back, it'll be fine. At a certain point, I think you really have to just assume you're never going to be fully, wholly healthy. Even if everyone is active, like, no, they're not going to be 100%. I just think that's – I think Pat might get there. Brooke, I mean, it just feels so optimistic to expect Brooke Lopez to come back with, like, maybe 12 games, maybe less, maybe more. We don't really know. But and just be completely ready by round one of the playoffs. And I think that's in a lot of ways, this was the worst season to have all these injuries because every other playoff run, there's been 
like a, a relatively cupcake first round opponent. And there's just not one this year. Like it's just right away, it's going to be uh, a fight, a dog fight. And I mean, you know, the Heat, I think maybe a little better than they looked, but they still got swept, right? Like the Bucks never needed to go full bore from the jump. I mean, this this year in the East, they might get lucky. I mean, the, the funny thing is too, they might finish sixth and have a much easier bracket than they've had in years past. Just the way the East is so crazy. I mean, you could finish sixth and like get Cleveland in the first round and then stumble into like the Bulls or Raptors. Like it's it's totally possible. Um, dropping into seventh could be a little fraught, but you, we just don't know. The, the bracket's crazy, but you can't assume that, right? So, you know, let's say Brooke is like 60, 70% by playoff starting. That could be Sixers. And, it, you know, I poo-pooed them last pod. They look good in their first game. It's still Harden and Embiid and, you know, all these other guys on that team. You know, it could be Heat round one. Probably not unless they really drop far the Bucks. But, you know, that would not be an easy series, right? Like there's so many good teams and they're kind of just sprinkled throughout the bracket. I mean, the Bucks go on a run. You end as the two seed. You might get Brooklyn round one with KD, Kyrie, maybe Ben Simmons. We don't – doesn't really – he doesn't seem very close right now. He, do you, he has a back issue, right? That's what was reported yesterday? I think. I like, read that right? I, I think they're just – I still think I, – I believe the conspiracy that they're just not going to let him play until KD plays because they don't want to put him on an island. Um, but we'll see. Um, but it's just like you, you have to be ready for a potential like Eastern Conference Finals level series in the first round because of the way the East is this year. And – I, I just think it doesn't seem like they are even close to ready. And they still have some time. But I, I just, you know, I don't think we should assume a deus ex machina, Brooke Lopez. Like he walks in the door after not playing for a year and suddenly they look like a juggernaut team again. Like there's just so much wrong. And it, he would help a ton if he can come back. Let me be clear. But I just think like you should be a capable basketball team without Brooke Lopez because you've had to be this whole season and they're still just do so many silly things like so many boneheaded decisions just like you know we're used to seeing from the Bucks even happened in the playoffs last year much less the regular season Um, but you just really like to see them be more equipped to handle life without Brooke because it feels like so much to ask from Brooke if it's just like if the expectation is we're lost in the world without Brooke Lopez then this postseason probably isn't going to go super well because I just think that's too much to put on him coming back from a back injury fresh off of, you know, not playing for several months. Yeah, it's just like you you can't just assume that, you know, it's going to be it's going to be the same formula as last year. That's why there's only it's it's so difficult to win a title, which is why you should appreciate last year as much as you did. But you can't set that as the standard. Yeah. <laughs> You can't assume like, oh, they did it this time. They're going to do it again. Well, why doesn't every team do that? <laughs> you know? Right. Why? Or why, how did the Bucks improve or anything? Why didn't, if they lose in the second round, why didn't they lose in the second round again than the year after? You can't just assume that because of one thing, that's the standard. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's fraught logic. Yeah, I don't know. That's 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 my issue with sort of people saying, oh, we can't be concerned about this team. Look at what they did in the postseason last year. Cool. That might not happen again. Yeah, I I just think, too, that it's like the the competition level, I think, until the finals, with the exception of the net series is probably lower than it's going to be this year. 
Um, for sure, hundred percent. Look at all these teams you mentioned, like the Cavs. If you want to say is an easy matchup, they're still a really good team. Like they're if you want to say the Bulls, they. I think they they are looking to me like the team that you desperately everyone's going to want to draw the Cavs in the first round. I think, but and yet it's still not going to be. Yeah, easy. they're pretty good. And the Bulls you mentioned, it's like oh. You, relatively easy second round matchup they're a really good team too <laughs> like, yeah. and and i want to say quickly on that i don't want to go into a whole thing stop yelling at bulls fans who say demar has an mvp case demar absolutely has an mvp case i don't think he's gonna win i don't think he should win i don't think he's first in most people's leaderboards he's playing like an mvp level guy i mean he's going after will chamberlain records so he totally is come on rohan i mean no i, I i'm not denying it i'm just saying he'd probably be like fourth yeah, I think he's around. Which is good. Fourth. That's really but good. He's got a case. If you if you are solidly third or fourth, you have a case at first. You I think he's solidly fourth. I don't know. I, I think Giannis's case is not the greatest right now. I mean, he's a better scorer than Devar and might be DPOI. Yeah, I know. I, I'm well aware I think that's of a, Giannis. I think that's a very strong case. Are the Bulls still first in the East? No. They're second now? The Heat yeah. are first? Yeah. Yeah, I think they probably have to finish first, but um, comfortably first. Maybe I don't know the Demar thing. I I just I, I don't like what like I just feel like I think he's all NBA first team. Oh, easily he's locked that yeah. down. I mean, the three guys, the the three the the first team All NBA is going to be freaking huge this year because Jokic, Giannis, and Embiid are all no brainers. I don't know yeah, who Yoke. the fifth guy is going to be yet. Might be Ja. Might be Ja. Might be Steph. I might be Ja. Yeah. Actually, man, the poor Suns. The Suns are the best team in the league by far. And, like, they're just going to get no awards. No consideration. No awards. They're going to have one. They're probably going to have two guards on the All-NBA team. Teams. Oh, for sure. The, well, is Chris Paul going to make it? I think so. I think even with the missed time, he'll be third. That's fair. I mean, they, he deserves it. Yeah. Yeah, he does. But it's just funny, right? They're like, they're the epitome of a, like, more than the sum of their parts team. Uh, in they're a lot of Raptors ways. West. Yeah. More star heavy Raptors West. I don't even know how to describe what they are. Honestly. I, I really know. good. I can't, I, like I can't even think of a comp. You mean this year's Raptors or like the Kawhi Raptors? This they're, year's they're, Raptors. They're, they're honestly, I think they remind me most, and I know I compare every upstart or young team in the West to this team. Okay, see, no, they kind of give me some pre KD Warriors. I, I think Steph then is probably better than, than either CP or Booker, but like the, for a team to be that good on both ends without a conventional apex predator superstar, like most of the apex superstars are two way guys who score. You know, in, in within the arc, almost more because it's more dependable in playoffs. You know, LeBron, Kawhi, Giannis, KD, etc. Steph is a little bit different than that, even if I think he's on those guys' level talent-wise. And it just didn't matter because they're just so good and so sound. They're, they're such a good team. But anyway, okay, the Bucks. Back to the Bucks. I do think it's most fair. I, I think the only improper answer to this question, like, uh, should we be concerned about the Bucks? Is a hard yes or a hard no? I think there's an area in between that I I fall. I'm going. Ty, there's nuance to conversations. <laughs> not on Twitter. There's not. What? I'm going full what? Jordan Tresky. I'd shout out Jordan. Love Jordan. 
I think I think a lot of things we've seen are concerning. And I think first and foremost for me still is the injury thing. Like they play like crap. There's going to be games every team plays like crap. And I just I'm not that worried about that. And I know it's not completely analogous, but I did think it was worth looking up. So you remember the Warriors game from last year where they totally blew it, right? After that game, I tweeted something that I literally just could have tweeted right after the game last night against the Nets. Quote, embarrassing, truly embarrassing. None of that play made any sense from the awful inbounds to the forced three with a few ticks left. Okay, that part doesn't really fit, but they did take a lot of bad threes in this game. But the last sentence, this is an ugly loss that could end up costing the Bucks crucial seeding, and it's entirely on them. And of course, and the replies now are hilarious. Like, they're not well coached. They can't win. Chris isn't clutch. Pat's not clutch. There's no way they're winning this year. Of course they did. And I think it's it's both com- entirely correct to say, you know, you shouldn't look forward to them playing like crap. It's not a good thing. It's not a positive indicator just because they did that and then won a championship. But it also does not preclude them from being able to win the championship. And I just feel like, like with everything now, and I know I have a version of this rant on every show, but it's not all one way or all the other way. And I just feel like after every game, there's such a rush to either say, this is why they are a first round exit, or this literally doesn't matter. Like Giannis could punt the ball for 48 straight minutes. And I would say, hey, they can still win the title if Brooke is back. And I just think, like, it's a bad data point for them. They don't look good. They they look disorganized. You know, the, the two of the three stars I don't think played all that well. But there were times when that happened last year and they were able to bounce back. So I, I just think – I do think that they're a concerning team. I think they're not playing as well as they should be even given all the injuries. But also it's like – it's not the, not the actual – it's not the end of the world. It's just crappy. It's just like, I don't know, you, you were mentioning about like, oh, it's a bad data point where they don't look great. Yeah, it's it just it's just thinking about it in just a data sort of management sort of way. It's better to have more good data points than bad data points, right? And right now, the Bucks are starting to pile up some, de- some bad data points. You, you mentioned up top, Sixers game, Nets game, back-to-back games where they just blow it. They just implode. They're like, nah, maybe it, it was the equivalent of them just punting the ball possession after possession. And yet I texted you this last night. Uh, it was still a winnable game. It was still a very winnable game. Like if Grayson Allen makes that free throw, it might go to OT. You know? Yeah. It's just, it's so bad. This team is so baffling and just mind bending in the sense that you're right. We're kind of stuck in this middle area where we can't really say, oh, yeah, there's this is the big reason why they're not going to win the title or this is a reason why they have to be considered the favorites to win the title. There's just there's so many different factors from injuries to just playing style, the previous experience where you're just like, what am I supposed to even think? This is why we've had so many conversations about this over the months, because even though we we follow this team, we watch every game, we analyze every game. It's just like I don't know what to think at this point. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it like is. you, you, we talked about this on our uh, collab pod with Adam and Jordan last week. We were just like, you asked us, "Are the Bucks going to win the title?" I said yes, and it's like I'm still thinking, "Are they?" I don't know. <laughs> I had to answer then, otherwise I look like an idiot. But like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I somebody asked 
on Twitter, and I thought it was a good question. Like, what's their best win this season? Is it opening night? Yeah. I was looking. There, there's some better ones than I remember. I mean, they beat Ja and, and Jaron Jackson. I, Memphis had some guys out. Uh, they beat KD and, and Harden pretty pretty good um, after opening night. Um, but and, and the Bulls game, but it's without Levine and, and Lonzo, and obviously Caruso didn't play that whole game for reasons. But um, he they, came back in though. That's yeah. Um, but they've uh, they've had some good games, but it, it feels like not as much just because I think they, the stinkers outnumber them, and it's just like. You know, you know what's funny is was it game two of the year they got absolutely shellacked by Miami, and I was just like, yep. I, I, we it rolled off our backs, and, and you could say that's because it's early in the year, but I honestly think it's because like Miami played really well and came out, and it's just like they just won, and at, at a certain point, at a certain level, I think I'm just like, okay, I I can accept that. Sometimes a good team just plays their best game, and you're gonna lose, and and you get you get your ass kicked, and that's fine. These last two games are frustrating because that's not the case. Like Philly and Brooklyn, two very good teams when f- f- whole, as the Bucks are, did not play all that well and gave Milwaukee. Milwaukee had tons of chances to put those games away and win those games. And they just couldn't over and over and over. It wasn't like, you know, one shot rims out of a really close game and you lose. Those are the games where I'm honestly like, that's good basketball. That it happens. You lose games. It's not a huge deal, and I see why some people are so concerned because it's just like these close, manageable games. And this is the reigning champion who's supposed to be, you know, this finals. You know, they're a whole different team, a whole different confidence level, everything else, getting better every day, building good habits, and like inexplicable turnovers, terrible three. Giannis took six threes last night. Like why um, against a team with and Andre Drummond played well, but it's Andre Drummond. Um, you know, there's um just like really poor fouling. A ton of I already said turnovers, something else I'm forgetting too. But like it's just like all these inexplicable mistakes. And it's just like, why are we not better? And you know, I think you can peel away so much of the like the defense isn't that good when Bobby plays. Bobby was amazing against the Nets, though, at least offensively. And they're missing some rebounding, and you know, the new guys aren't fitting in super well. And it's like, okay, if it's passing to where Javon Carter should be and he's not in the right spot. That's one thing. But this is just like losing the ball out of bounds. You know, it's it's not like these explainable things because of the circumstances. It's just more inexplicable, like, blech, play. And it's just like, why? Like, why are we still like this in, in games against good teams? There's not the they don't care excuse. I, I'm not buying it for the Nets or the Sixers. It's just like they couldn't execute. And it is worrying. And it was worrying last year. And I, I agree with you, what you said earlier, just because they won doesn't mean that you need to be like, it's actually good if they can't finish any games half the time, because last year they did that. They won a championship like process and results are not always a one to one thing. Exactly. That's just that's my main takeaway from all of this discourse It's just you can't expect the same things to happen again <laughs> like you can't it's like oh this is lining up to be otherwise you're just a conspiracy theorist at that point it's like oh man they lost this game by exactly 12 points 57 days before game seven of the uh, second round they did that again this year that means they're going to win the title they're going to win that game seven how do you not see it it's lining up again no <laughs> just stop relax like it's not it's you not sounded, that deep you sounded like that michael jordan video was well, stop Get some help. Isn't that <laughs> <Stop> it? <laughs> it? 
stop it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but just like I just stop with that. Honestly, yeah. it's it's not good in in terms of like I mean obviously I'm not going to tell people what to think, but just I'm not going to accept that. <laughs> yeah. No, I I, yeah. I agree. So I I think a, a smart place to go. Let's talk about what we're concerned about, and then follow that. We'll be we'll be positive Polly's after being negative Nellies. After that. Talk about, you know, reasons to be, I guess, less concerned, bright spots, however you want to put it. So I think we already covered it. Number one, I guess we can kind of rank them as we go. Number one for both of us has to be injuries, right? Like I still think even with the concerning like execution, like just not being healthy is a real concern at this point. Not having to play Jordan War as significant minutes. I tell you, the minutes are not that significant even when they have no, no players. And it's like... You can kind of figure out why that is. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I don't know. It's, uh, I think you do not, know. It's not looking too good for uh, Jordan Warren's chances this summer. Well, I want to see what he plays seven minutes in that game. And they were all terrible, right? Seven twenty-two took one shot, one rebound, and and it's plus seven in those minutes. But he just nothing, nothing was happened, nothing was done, and that was that. Like Javon Carter plays nine, DeAndre Bembry plays ten, Jordan Wara seven and a half minutes. It's it's not going to happen. It's not happening this year. He's not going to play in the playoffs, no matter what. Uh, I think you know. I said Is Jordan Wara on a Bucks jersey next year. No, no. Is he in an NBA jersey next year? Probably. DJ Wilson, I think he's going to get the DJ Wilson. Like, oh, we'll, we'll take a look at him, see if he can do more for us. So he's going to be in the OKC Blue? Maybe Houston. DJ Wilson's not in the NBA. <laughs> but he got shots. I think at some point he'll be in an NBA jersey next year. Okay. Uh, but not, I don't think the Bucs. I, I just, why? It's not working. Um, probably. No, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, so injuries, number one. What would your number two be? Third quarters? Yeah, just in general. So I can we just call this like 
like malaise, concentration, yeah, effort, focus. Like it, it seems all like mentality related. Kind of. The people who want the Nasus to play, including our, our great assistant producer Eugene and Rohan, Amy. I I see it because I do think like that is sometimes their biggest issue is just like coming out so sluggish, and it's really like. Like, just come on. Like, I know 16-game goals, not 82-game goals. Seriously, this often, like, every time? They found a way in the Nets game to both blow it in the third quarter, and then they used the first half of the fourth to build up a lead so they could also have a fourth quarter collapse in the same game. Like, that's double the agony. That's that's too much, man. It's, it's a consistent thing, too. Like, it happened in the Sixers game, too. It's just... It's not even just these two games. It's been happening consistently over the course of this season. Not even this season. It's been like the past like three years. Yeah. <laughs> third quarter like, I think it was Bud's first year that they were one. Weren't they like a really good third quarter team? Yeah, that and was then, the thing. It was like Bud adjustments at halftime was like the, the, the move. And then after that, they're just like, they went complete 180. And then they just suck <laughs> in third quarters year after year after year. Yeah. I don't know. It's. I don't know what the solution to that really is besides I can't I can't say Thanasis is the answer to no. one of these big questions. Uh, no. That just feels disingenuous, but uh, he might be. <laughs> Are you concerned? But, 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 but seriously, just like in terms of how, how would you even address that? I, I don't know. Like, I don't really I, I, I know the team is aware of it. I assume they're doing something. I would hope that... I'd, I'd hope they're aware I, of it. It's impossible not to be aware yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. By the way, as soon as we come out of halftime, we just get blown out of the water. Yeah, I'm not noticing that. Uh, what? I'm I, sure they I, I don't know what you mean. I mean they've talked about it. They, they are. Um, I would hope Bud is, like, getting on, getting on, guys, about, like, hey, maybe let's not let go of the rope entirely. Like, maybe let's not... And I do think some of it is... They're so good at letting guys get a little hot early, and then I think that can compound in the third quarters. But, you know, I think the three-point defense needs some help. I think just defensively in general, and that's where Brooks' absence is felt most of all. But I don't think it has to be this bad. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what you do except just like, hey, guys, maybe play better. Maybe that's the move. Maybe it's fellas, usually good advice. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's it's doesn't make any sense. They're so good in all the other quarters. You look at the quarter by quarter stats. It's like the greatest first half team of all time. Yeah. Yeah. They they almost always have a lead after half and then they just can't sustain it. So I don't know if that's changing up the rotations. Maybe you need your stars to play more in third quarters and maybe that's and try and, you know, be more aggressive and then see if you can just not need them as much in fourth quarters. But is it like a rubber band effect in the sense like I, I saw there's been data on this in basketball and in the NFL where it's just like once you build up a lead, you play worse and the other team really plays better. Yeah. And it I, just sort of equals each other out. Yeah, is that I mean, just a constant effect happening over Bucks games because they're such a dominant first half team that, of course, there's going to be a rubber banding back to back to the mean. Yeah, but I think it's not the case for actual good teams. Maybe they should suck more in the first half. How about that? <laughs> it's, that not the, the it's not the case be for actual good teams, though. I mean, I think it's the a, a normal, very good team. It's the rubber band is just like slows down the lead building, right? So like if you're up 15 and a half, you don't win by 30. You win by like 20 or 22. Like that's usually for an actual good team. That's the rubber banding. Because, yeah, it's you don't usually like – 
Nobody goes up by 10 at the end of a quarter and then win by 40, right? It's always more gradual later. Momentum slows. But the fact that it's just an entire reversal, it's not a rubber band. It's like a, one of those drop things. Like we get all the way up and then we end up all the way at the bottom. Like it shouldn't it shouldn't equalize. You know, it should come down a little bit. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I would consider maybe try to play Giannis more in third quarters. I don't know if they – I haven't looked at the minute by minute for quarters, but – I, he's been consistently, they usually, they didn't last night, they usually win when he plays minutes um, and maybe try and give him more rest in the fourth. I don't know, but I think you've got to try more stuff because it is, it's just so difficult. I mean, to win games like that and like for the fans who now everyone watching the Bucks, just like nobody's that interested in the first half lead. Like literally everyone going into halftime is like, Hope they don't lose this in the first six minutes of the third quarter. It's not. It's not healthy. It's expected. Yeah, it's expected. Uh, Are you worried uh, what's about Chris? What? Are you worried about Chris? I want to ask about a, specific players. A bit. A bit. I'm not. A little bit. Not overly concerned. If if it was like a scale, and it's like above is not concerned, and then below is a little concerned, I'm just like slightly below. Just feels like another Chris season. It feels a little worse, though. He was good last night. Maybe I'm skewed for that. Yeah. I don't know. Again, I'm not. I'm not overly worried. Yeah, either. not very. I, I know some people. Have, I think are very concerned. I'm not very concerned about Chris. You throw something out. Um. Let's see. What about? I know we've already talked about the defensive end, but I guess we can dive into it a little bit more. How how concerned are you in their ability to switch schemes? Not a switching scheme, but like vary between defensive schemes. Yeah, I would, I would say fairly concerned. I, I just think they've it's a little problematic how reliant they are on Bobby Portis now overall, not defensively, obviously, because they just struggle, it seems like, to play good defense with him consistently. And I think... The Giannis, Bobby, and big lineups, they don't feel all that sustainable to me. And I think the issue is it's like, you know, it's good to make Bobby less important defensively, but he's still out there. And if you're doing the triple big, then he's probably guarding a fairly capable perimeter player. And that's not good either. I mean, that's like you're basically just skipping a step for offenses of having to get him switched on to those guys, which is what well, here, here's do. where Here's where I would... I would push back on that a little bit because if you have Bobby on smaller players in those massive lineups, then he just has to be there on the perimeter. And if they get past him, you have Giannis and Serge behind him. Yeah. I mean, that's helpful, but then those guys, I think that that takes away his, like his biggest deficiencies are as a rim protector. I I agree. So I think, I think it helps in that regard, but he's still fraught even on the perimeter. It's still, it's still not great. (laughs) Yeah. it, It helps, but I just think it's, it's, this is not a team that's used to, relying on a deficient defensive player. And I do think that they're, they're having difficulty this year with him and Lua lesser extent, Grayson of like, how can we be elite on both ends? And that's why you're seeing like game closing lineups where guys like Serge, Wes Matthews, etc., are out there just because this is a defense first team at the end of the day. They haven't been this season, but I think intrinsically they are. I think they're like 12th in defense now uh, for the season. Defensive rating, to be clear. Um, the real one, not the basketball reference one. But I just think it's hard to be a team that is defense first 
and basically forced to play multiple guys who they don't necessarily trust defensively. And I think that's why you know, I'm sure Bud was pretty excited to get Javon Carter and DeAndre Bembry in because those are both guys. He's you, salivating. Uh, yeah, especially Bembry, a guy he's he's more familiar with, even though it seemed like Carter had the better debut. But just having more options of guys who you can trust to be out there late in games. So I, I just think it's going to be really fascinating to see. Presumably, Brooke comes back, gets that starting role back at some point, if not right away. How is Bobby used? Is it is it like last year? Do they just pull him back to that conditional sixth man? Or is he more important now? I guess he was more of a seventh man, really. Or do, you know, does he have to play big minutes in every game for the offense? I, I'm fascinated to see because I think it's a lot different than what they're used to. I mean, you look at last season, their starting lineup was just like, it was literally all defense. Like Chris was the worst defender. And I don't know, it's an interesting flip. It is. It, it really is. And I think that's one of the main things that Milwaukee has struggled with this season. I, it's interesting. One, do you think that uh, do you think that Brooke gets the starting job day one? It, it depends. One? It depends. Um, it depends how many minutes he can play, I think. And like what the ramp up is like, because I think like they're obviously ramping him up very slowly since the actual procedure. So I don't know if it's going to be. You know, he's got to play 15 minutes game one or if they're like, he's actually good. Like we just really took our time for him to play at all. And he's going to be able to play 20 minutes game one. But, you know, I think maybe a one or two games at most he comes off the bench. But if things are progressing well for him, I would assume he starts at least his third game. Yeah. So then Bobby's the backup four. Yeah. Which is it's a different role for him because last year he was the backup five. <laughs> It's probably uh, a much better role for him, honestly. It is. It is. And, like, that's what he transitioned to in the playoffs as well. You weren't seeing Bobby Portis as the backup five in the postseason at all. Yeah. You're seeing him as a backup four, which is where he thrived in that role. So I think it's probably better for him if he's in that position right now because Serge is going to be the backup five. So Yeah. Um, and even then, you're going to be playing, like, in the postseason, you're going to be playing a lot of Giannis at the five. You're going to be playing a lot of – Giannis, Serge, Giannis, Brook lineups, and then potentially Bobby, Giannis, Serge lineups. And imagine they do like a a Chris, Giannis, uh, Bobby, Serge, Brook lineup. Oh my god, that would I I don't even know who you do that against. The Cavs, yeah, the Cavs or Brooklyn if they're playing like James Johnson and Andre Drummond, you may big James Johnson guy. You could almost yeah, we love James Johnson. You could almost get away with that. Um, I don't think they'll ever do that, but that would be fun. It would be like the one Nuggets game where Jokic was the point guard, like truly the point guard. Um, I think they should do it just for fun. Why not? Memes over facts. I want to hear someone a play. I think there's one player on the roster I'm like truly concerned with. Do you want to guess who Can it I is? Guess? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see here. Is it Wes Matthews? I thought you would guess Wes. It's not. I just lowered my expectations on Wes. I, we even said, even when we were so high on Wes, we were like, we shouldn't expect the shooting to hold up. And it really hasn't. I mean, he was pretty typical Wes game last night, five points on two for four shooting. But um, no, I'm just less, less excited now. But I still, I wouldn't say I'm concerned. I, I think his shooting is eventually going to normalize. And if he can just be like 35% from deep in the playoffs, that's, that's fine. No, okay, it's Grayson. It, oh, okay. okay. Who are you going to guess? My ne- I was going to guess Serge or Drew. No. No, I mean, Drew is just like, 
Drew has some Chris in him, man. It's just like sometimes you're just like, why? You're so good. Why would you play like this? And Serge, no. I'm Get all the misses out now, Serge. No, it's Grayson. Just because he's pretty important to the team. You could argue more than Bobby if Brooke comes back. Probably not. But, I mean, he's going to be a starter. And Bobby won't be a starter. And they don't have a lot of options to fill in for him if he's not good, right? Or if I guess if he gets hurt, too. But... You know, Wes, I don't think you – know, I've, I've, I've left the station on Wes should start. I, the train didn't leave the station. I left the station and went home. <laughs> the train's still there. You train just walked is, away. The train is broken you just, down. You, you refunded your ticket. Yeah, the engine was <laughs> Or is salvaged. your ticket still with you? No. And you just left. It, I mean, maybe it's in my back pocket because I forgot about it, but I'm not purposefully keeping my ticket to that train. You're like – you're calling the Uber from the train station. Yeah, I, which is ironic, right? Um no, I just – too many of these games where he just floats around like Modest Mouse and I don't need him to float on. I need him to get involved in these games. He should be a more important offensive player and I think the issue has been the Bucks have so much offense going through the other four starters that they're not going to call – like they're not going to script 10 Grayson Allen plays a game. They don't script – I mean they did at the end of the game against yeah. the Nets. Uh, yeah, he actually got uh, – that was – I don't know about that call. I didn't know about the Chris one either, which ended up getting flipped. But I thought both of them were pretty pretty generous uh, calls for the Bucks. But, like, I don't know if they script 10 plays, period, throughout a game. So they're not going to script 10 no. just for grace. We, we talked about this uh, with uh, Brad Fisher. It's yeah. just like when you're uh, – shout out to that pod. Evergreen pod, by the way. Go yeah. listen to that. Uh, but it's just like we, we talked a lot about how offenses are constructed in the sense like – you don't script plays for these, these teams. They should be able to figure out what they're supposed to do in these lineups. You don't yeah. have to guide them. It's a, Yeah, it's a free-flowing offense. And Grayson has just not been able to – For I think it's a, some on the team, some on him individually. Like he doesn't move. The ball doesn't find him. He's not taking shots. He's not commanding the ball. And I think letting him handle a little more might help. But again, it's like he's in lineups with a lot of starters. And I think – People would be pissed if Grayson Allen is on ball more than Drew and or Chris. I think some people would be happy about that, but I think rightfully there'd be some who are upset about that. I just like again, four shots, just really not enough for a guy who's not gonna add that much defense. He's super Tony Snell, I've been saying. Except not on defense, which is the issue with being only super Tony Snell on offense and not using that player. Super Tony Snell, I don't even think can exist. It's a paradox. It's an oxymoron. You super, can't. I, how are you a super you high usage player? That would just be. That's just Tony Snell. But if he literally never missed anything, that's super Michael Tony Jordan. Snell. Super Michael or super Tony Snell is Michael Jordan. No, because you you can't be Tony Snell at all if you're used too much. Super Tony Snell scores twelve points a game on four made threes every single game, and that's all that happens. And he one dunk every six months. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's it. So if Grayson is some form of Tony Snell, I think that's an issue. Like, I just think it's hard to be that guy if you're not really there defensively. I think they need to use his gravity a little more. I think they need to get him involved a little bit more on ball, even if it's as a secondary role. But I think that's one of the bigger priorities for me for the rest of the year is like, I'm just going to trust Chris Giannis get it together and play. I'm going to trust Brooke can get back and be ready. All this other stuff. You know, I'm going to trust West defensively. I'm going to trust Serge hit some some threes at some point. I need to see a more integrated Grayson Allen 
going forward just because I think it's going to be hard for them to win four straight series if they kind of have a guy who's just floating around, you know, just running around out there to quote Russell Westbrook. I just think that's tough to do if that guy is not like a really strong defender. Fair, fair. But the thing is with Grayson, theoretically, you can replace him with George Hill, Pat Connison. Yeah, I mean, you can. I don't think they will. I'd be pretty surprised. Thanasis. It's a lot of defense. Or, or seriously, like DeAndre Bembry, Javon Carter. Yeah. Or Tyreek Evans. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek, I'm honestly kind of interested. Is, Ty- is Tyreek Evans just Rodney Hood again? I think, honestly, the better comp, and I tweeted this a couple days ago. Follow me on Twitter. What if he's just like 2022 Lance Stevenson, but less problematic? Why are you shaking your head? It's honestly, it's a great comp. They've literally both been away for the game for the same amount of time. Lance looked really bad in his last season before the break too. And is he great right now? No, but he's in every game, like basically sixth man for Indiana. Scoring like 12 points a game on, I think, 46-ish percent shooting. Ty, Ty you're doing what I said not to earlier. It's just what? like, oh, these these similar things are happening. Look at what their last years were. Oh, this isn't good. No, I'm not saying it's, it's going up. to happen because it happened with Lance. But, like, the, the precedent is there. I, I used to. If a guy was out of the league for a couple years, I just was like, no, I'm done. Lately, it does. I, what was the other year? It's the other year now. But, like, Noah. Joachim Noah was away for a while. He came back. He was really good for that Grizzlies team for for a year. I think he could be useful. I think that especially we don't know what brought back Hill. juice. If they're bringing back a guy who was suspended, he's an option. He's playing somewhere. I think he's is he in Russia. Uh, I think he's, is it Russia or Taiwan? Maybe it's Taiwan. This uh, is this is where we're at. We're um, with Tyreek Evans. He is, is he, the VTB. In, uh, oh, he's in Russia. Okay. Be safe out there, OJ. Um, but, yeah, I just think it could be interesting. If he if he can score 10 points a game on good shooting, that would be a huge help because they just do not have that on the bench. And, the pro- you know, here's a, another concern. Are they going to have that on the bench when George Hill is back? Like... I mean, we talk about not having high expectations for Brooke. I think we feel pretty good about Pat. I don't want to speak for you, but... Yeah, I feel pretty good about he that. Was, he was fine earlier. The recovery timetable is pretty short. It's surgery on a shooting hand worries me, though. Yeah, it's worrying, but I, I, I'm i pretty confident that, that he's going to figure it out. What a what a wild turn of events for Pat Connison from us. Honestly, it sucks for him because he's probably going to hit free agency this year. I, I think he was probably going to stay with the Bucks either way, but... Uh, hopefully it doesn't impact his bag too much. See what three leaf is cooking up in Milwaukee. He's got to stay. <laughs> uh, George has been seven points a game this year in 25 minutes. 31% from deep, 55% from two, but it only takes three twos a game. You know, two and a half assists, three rebounds. Doesn't co- matter. Connective tissue, but like not he's a, really. He's an innings eater. You think so? I mean, yeah, he's not going to be on the floor. Like, he he possibly could be, but he's not going to be relied upon to be on the floor when it matters. Well, it depends how you define when it matters. I think he's going to play in the playoffs quite a bit. Yeah, that's why I said he's an innings eater. But I, I don't know if that concept exists for playoff basketball, though. I think it does. I think, like, I think Javon Carter is an innings eater. Nah, because Javon, Javon Carter is not going to consistently see the floor. 
I guess. I, I would George think of, Hill will. I would think of an innings eater as someone you would rely on significantly less than the playoffs, and I don't think that's the case with George. Maybe like I don't inning, follow an, baseball. An innings eater, I think, is like it's either a reliever or like a, a low end starter who you're just like, we just need six innings, and if he gives up four runs, that's fine. But when you get to the playoffs, you're like, we're just not going to play him ever unless we already. I thought lost. an innings eater was like two innings. Am I wrong? I maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't follow baseball. I, I do, but not close anymore. Baseball fans, let us know who understands the concept of an innings eater correctly. I think an innings eater can be good, too. I don't, whatever. Let's just I, – I think they're going to rely on he, How about this? Instead of baseball cows, just say he's someone you who's going to re- see the floor who you can rely on to not mess it up. Yes, but do they need more from a bench guard? That's the question. That's, isn't it? Th- that's the big question because even even fully healthy, uh, we're just let's assume Grayson just starts all the way through because he's always has when he's really played except when he's hurt. Even with Brooke back, you know Bobby moves to the bench. You get more scoring there, which is nice, and maybe it makes up for it. But you're ne- there's never a situation where it's like, oh, a great initiator is now on our bench, Be- even when everyone's healthy. Like Pat helps, Bobby helps. That's more scoring. But it's not like someone is coming off the bench to like playmake for themselves and others. Like Carter is certainly not that. Bembry might be a better playmaker than him, but he's also not going to like break down a defense. George does it really? I mean, is, is does he have that? He does on occasion. Bag? As you say, does he have more of that in his bag? But flip side is like, is he going to be a hundred percent to even do that? Like, it, we should have very low expectations. They probably won't even sign him. The Tyreek Evans thing working out could actually – there's an innings eater. That could actually matter. Could be more than that. I doubt he'll be more than that, but it would be nice to have some pop on the bench. Oh, yeah, for sure. It definitely would be nice to have some pop. Again, bring some – if you want pop, how about some juice? <laughs> would would Tyreek basically be Teague? No. Was that the Teague role, the one game? I mean, maybe, but Teague, Teague didn't have any bounce to him. He just had that one game, really. Yeah, and it's just like he was just hitting spot up three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we really glorified the T game where he's just hitting a couple wide open threes. It's all, all he got an A on the group project. It's all that matters. <laughs> like that's all that's all he did. He just caught the ball when he was wide open and shot it. <laughs> I, I think about that game and I'm like, what do you have? Fifty points? Yes. Yeah. Seventy points. Did he, did he break Wilt's record that game? Yeah. <laughs> what did he actually No way? He had like eleven. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I was obviously kidding about 50, but I thought it was at least like 16, 18, 11 points. Three for three on uh, three for five on oh no, three for three on threes. He missed both of his two point attempts in that game. Perfectly Jeff Teague. Yep. That's uh, I think I think Tyreek like uh, idealized Tyreek Evans could have more of an impact. Yeah, I would hope it was one third of his playoff points for that game. I think he scored 32 points in the playoffs last year. Oh my goodness! Oh, Teague. I just. But but getting back to the bench guard role, I'm not. The Bucks, the way they play, have never really relied upon that. The no. one time they had a guy like that was DJ Augustine, and they shipped him off as soon as they could. Yeah, there was some other issues there, but yeah. It's just it's not how they play. They don't rely upon dynamic guards. They never have, and they probably won't as long as this uh, this heir of the Bucks will exist. 
Yeah, I, which I think is fair. And I've been thinking about that a lot more with Surge, too. Just, like, what they look for with players and, like, Surge, what he Bucks brings. Bucks are such a boring team. Yeah. I, I, I'm i a guy who loves pick and rolls, and they just, like, never will. And some of it makes I, sense. I, I, don't, I don't mean that as a as a bad thing, by the way, yeah. when I say they're a boring team. They just – they play super serious. Like, they they don't have any, like, super fun guys. Like, imagine – like, the – the Grizzlies are currently like the Globetrotters. Imagine if the Bucks played like the Grizzlies. You can't. You can't imagine that at all. They're like with this moments, like this value type stuff. But it's just very, very like it's it's really all Giannis focused. Like that's yeah. Giannis and then just Bobby hitting fourteen. This is why I need. Games. I need athletes on this team. Though. I know. Need Someday. some athletes. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Can I? Can we just? We talked so much about how slow Bobby's release is, and he got absolutely smoked by James Johnson on a wide, wide open. Like, he was wide open when he caught the ball. Lethal shooter, get hired by the Bucks. Speed our guys' release up a little bit, please. But lethal shooter made that jump. I know, but he needs to remake it a little bit. It's good. Could be a little faster. Yeah, this is why I didn't want Bobby in the three-point contest, man. He wasn't gonna finish. Yeah. I mean, he might have he might have been a top like top half finisher just because the percent is really high, but he doesn't finish. He would have gotten through two racks. Yeah. Maybe he makes all ten. Maybe, maybe. But do we like have, do I, we have other concerns besides Bobby's trebuchet shooting motion? Not really. Hell I think I'm out of concerns. Health, getting healthy, playing more consistently, but that just feels like it's going to be evergreen for this team. Yeah. Okay, what what we're not concerned about. I think we can speed through this. I think... Giannis. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the number one. And literally every time I think about Bucks in the playoffs, I'm like, I'm not going to bet against a team with Giannis. So that's good. Yeah. They, have the, they have arguably the best player in the league. Best yeah. player in the world. So I'm not going to... I'm not going to really be concerned about that. <laughs> like Giannis, Giannis remains really, really, really good at basket hoops and he will continue to remain really, really good. So also good. the only player in that conversation currently, who's actually proven they can win through the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm not saying Jokic and Embiid don't translate, but I mean, Katie. Oh yeah, that's true. I, yeah, he's got to get healthy, but yeah, it's, it's those two. Kate, Katie is, is the other, but, um, Embiid's never made a conference finals. Jokic has, but did he? Has he? I don't think so. I don't think so, actually. No, neither sure made not. a conference final. Yeah, because that Blazers series was that the first round they beat the Blazers. Has he? I don't think he has. No, I don't think he has either. That's kind of wild. Yeah. No, didn't they? I'm looking. I don't think so. But the thing no, is with Jokic, like never. come playoff, come playoff time, like it's just him versus everyone. Yeah. No, the second round 2019, second round 2020, second round 2021. They yeah. got swept last time. Oh, was that the Phoenix series where Chris Paul didn't even play? Uh, yeah, I think so. But it was also no, he without did play. Murray. He did play. I'm wrong. Yeah, but like no Murray. Yeah. Yeah, they've never so, been able to, to be healthy. But, like, Jokic and Embiid, like, that, you're absolutely right. They should actually, you know, accomplish something. At least Jokic has won an MVP. Embiid might add one this year. There is um, 
One other thing that I'm really, I think, um, not not concerned about. The Bucks have the best big three in the league now because of yeah. that trade. I, yeah, I tweeted that at the time. Are you oh, taking you? another one of my takes? Yeah, apparently, I don't think I ever actually saw it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I robbed. I'm gonna say we came to it on our own. But it's uh, that's a good feeling. I think there's no team where you go through and like, you know, your best player for any other team is at best on the same level as Giannis. Your second best player maybe is better than one of Chris or Drew, but your third best player is not better significantly at at again at at best. Pretty much the same level as who, Chris. Who are Drew. the other big threes in the league? Probably Miami. Miami, Golden State, and I guess Brooklyn. I, Can I don't you know what's Clay part of the big three right now. He's kind of getting it together. I, I think Draymond doesn't play it in two months. I, I know that's again. It's the, I think that one is fraught. I think if again they have huge ifs too. If they get healthy, it, I think there's a conversation. I think I would give it to the Bucks guys on all three yes. levels. But it's a conversation. And again, like Brooklyn, I think Katie on is close. Kyrie and the other guys might be Kyrie. Kyrie's freaking good when he plays. Um, but then Ben Simmons, I don't trust. I think Ben Simmons is clearly worse. Ben Miami, Simmons is a negative in the playoffs. Miami, I think, is the same deal where it's like at the top, it's clearly honest. Or no, it's the same deal as, um, I don't know, same deal as one of the teams. At the top, it's clearly honest. And then one of Jimmy or Bam may be better than one of... Uh, Chris or Drew? I don't know. It's a conversation. I think I think Jimmy's the second best player. Out of the, the best player. Yeah, I think. No, I'm saying out. If you're comparing big threes between the two teams, Jimmy Butler is the second best player. Oh, I thought you meant on the Heat. I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I agree. So yeah, but then, but but he's not compared to the second best guys on the Bucks. He's worse than no. Giannis. So it's like Bam versus those guys or Lowry, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think they hold up better now on star depth. Like I still think. Although the big three in Philly or the big two in Philly is is scary, it's more reassuring to me that there's no like, oh my god, that big three is like overall just better than the Bucks big three guys. Like it's it's been very understated league wide, but you know if they get good if they get consistently good play from Chris and Drew at the same time, they're just going to be so hard to beat even with all the other stuff happening. Yeah, because we're the one thing about Giannis is he's consistently going to be. Dominant. No, no concerns about Giannis. No concerns. Never. No. When's the last time Giannis ever had like a bad game? I gave him a downstock last night, but it for him. It's like for him. Is that a bad game? No. Yeah, it's still twenty nine and fourteen or whatever. Uh, Game two, Brooklyn. Yeah, eighteen points, I think. Yeah, game game two. That wasn't great. He's had like a few bad games over the years. Not very many. You know. I guess he is a human being. Never got uh, never got locked up by JJ Redick in the finals. Or not JJ Redick, JJ Barea. JJ Barea. That's so. true. That's true. Giannis better than better than LeBron? Question mark because of that. Not yet. He's got some more to prove first. Oh, you took that question seriously. Yeah, I mean oh. that's where he's putting himself. Giannis is a consensus top twenty-five player of all time now. It's still wild. I mean, not that I disagree or haven't gotten there. But the fact that it's consensus, like every list now of like here are the top, it's like there's that top tier of like usually one of Bird or Magic. I don't know how people pick which one. Um, Kareem, MJ, LeBron, whatever. Some people put Shaq up there. And then Hakeem. like, yeah. And then there's the second tier and it's guys like Hakeem, Duncan, Kobe, 
And then either Giannis is in that one or one right below that one. And it's yeah, like, Giannis, Dirk. Yeah, Dirk, KG, like all those guys. It's pretty wild. I think Giannis is better all time than KG already. Yeah, I think Dirk too, honestly. But Yeah. Dirk's more revered though, which is fair. And it's just like a lot of it's counting stats. If Giannis never wins another title and just racks up stats over the next however many years, he's probably going to end up like top 15. Potentially, and that's assuming he doesn't win another title. I, if he rolls off another one this year, we're gonna have to we're gonna have, we're gonna have some unhinged combos. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna people are gonna need to hold me back. Man. Just <laughs> just find wherever people put Steph consensus and just slide in Giannis right above. We can just do that and be done. Yep, I think that's fair. If he wins, he already one. has more Finals MVPs. <laughs> is Giannis better than Steph all time right now? No, I don't think so. Why? Three rings is still three rings. I know, but his peak is higher. Is it? I think it's debatable. I think his offensive peak is a little lower, but he's dominant defensively as well. Yes, but... I mean, peak, peak Steph is the greatest offensive player of all time. Yeah, Like right 15, 15, 16 Steph was the yeah. greatest offensive player we've ever seen. It's cl- no, he's close. I don't give him number one. Who, who would be number one, though? One of Jordan, LeBron, or probably Kareem. He fell off at the tail end of that year. Falling off is strong. He fell off from actually having the best as per like offensive win shares and that kind of stuff. It was up there. Okay. It was it was top five Nerd. easily. Offensive win shares. I mean, at, I'm, I'm the, kidding. The, the, the base number. I mean, Jordan was just like, I'm just going to score 35 every game. And I'm I mean, Giannis already has the highest PER of all time if we want to go on that. We uh, PER is a lot different than offensive win shares. Let's not do PER. Andre Drummond, top twenty-five player all time. Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> Probably according to PER, the rebound stat. Oh my god! Did you see uh, ESPN's real plus minus that they came out? Yes, with? I. It did. was awful. They took it down. <laughs> well, I think I think they never like advertised it. Like people went to a direct link to find it. Like I don't think they ever put it on like their their. No, bar. no, it got released. Yeah. And then no, and then they took they took down the links. <laughs> I know uh, the Trey Young was one of the best defensive players in the league. No, okay, so actually that's a misconception. They did have Trey Young as a better defender than Caruso. They didn't even have Trey Young as that good of a defender, though. They just really hated Caruso for some reason. But I think my favorite part was like Duncan Robinson, friend of the show, friend of Blue Wire, was like a top twenty defensive player in the league. Jokic on defense was worth four Giannis's on defense. Jokic Luka the, was better than Giannis. Huh? Luka was higher than Giannis. Yeah, the defense, the defensive metrics were so bad. Like, so bad. Jokic was like plus six. I think number one in the NBA on defense. I think, yeah, which is bad. But I don't think Jokic has been bad at defense. No, but he's fine. You should not be yeah. fine in yeah, like exactly. lapping the field of great defenders. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> It was. He's just was a insane. massive dude, which helps. And his offensive were lower. Like I think Giannis was the one who was way ahead in offense, and it was like, you know, this. If it's going off of this regular season, Giannis is should be relatively similar to Embiid and Jokic. Probably a little lower than Jokic. Probably a little lower than Embiid too, in my opinion. Just offensively. And it's regular season. But I think those guys have been so, so great. And in more ways. But 
Yeah, a real plus minus. Not a not a great rollout for ESPN. <laughs> I heard they're not I, hiring someone to fix it. So if you do data science, go fix real plus minus. Yeah, or create your own metric. Yeah. How about that? Although if you can get that Disney bag to do it. Oh, yeah, 100%. Go be a Disney. Yeah, we, lo- we love Disney if they pay us the bag. <laughs> no free plugs. Don't tell people about Disney. Yeah, until they pay us. <laughs> tell Disney to pay us. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need the Mickey bag. Just give bag. us money. Don't do anything. We need the Laker ring bag. <laughs> we need the Mickey Mouse bag. <laughs> Um, um, do we have, do we have any other reasons? Oh. Not? We got a really sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, oh, shocker. I can't believe that happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, this started with the Giannis conversation. So Giannis is a reason to not be concerned. Is there any other reason? I mean, there's some, but I don't know if it's worth going through. Like, you know, Chris and Drew are good. We talked about the big three thing too. They have good role players. They're, they're deeper, I think in, in some senses, but it's theoretical until it's not. So like it all, so much of this year comes back to the health. It's so hard. The health and just the Bucks built-in inconsistency, it's so hard to extrapolate about this team, I think. But um, still think they can win the championship. Still yeah, think they sure. will? Kind of? Kind of? It's hard to say. If so, it's all because of Giannis, man. Like, it's all because of Giannis. Yeah, it has to be. That's, that's, the, the, that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna we're gonna be toxic on the internet if yeah if Giannis oh, gets yeah. another ring. Uh, I'm looking top Unhinged ten. Days. I'm looking top ten. I'm sorry, but I'm looking that's where top we're... two and not two. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Sophie hey, you just started go... barking. Sophie's upset yeah. with you. You said go. Sophie can't hear me right now. I know. You said go trajectory. Yeah, Last but time. it's trajectory. It's not there. Yeah, in, and if in he less keeps going, let's go. That's what that means. Yeah, well, he's already there for me right now, but I, I'm just... He's, he's already not, the GOAT for you right now? No, on GOAT trajectory right now. Yeah, and if he continues, that's oh, no. winning so, another oh, maybe title. I'm, maybe I'm saying, I'm saying he's already top 10 if he wins another one and another finals MVP. I'm saying he's the GOAT. I'm saying he's on the way. I'm not. He's not it yet. You got to do it. You got to do it. Well, yeah, obviously. I'm not saying he's a GOAT right now. I know, but I am saying right now... Well, not right now. Theoretically, right now, after a second ring and finals MVP... I'm already looking like how can I slot him top ten? I don't know if I'd be able to, but I'd look to do it. I think you could easily. No, probably not. Depends on how it happens. Yeah. If he averages like forty throughout the entire playoffs and goes through that, I I just would have a hard time because top ten you you're talking like obviously the first two Kareem, Bird, Magic, Duncan, um, Shaq, Wilt. Um, Kobe, like it's hard to for me to put him above a guy with five rings when he's got two. Without without all the counting stats, um, so I think he probably won't be able to do top ten for quite a while, which is how it should. I'll be, be. irresponsible. That's fine. Yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. And then you'll get the heat. It's fine. Uh, it's a it's a good relationship we have here. <laughs> Symbiotic, kind yep. of. Not really. No, no, <laughs> it's a parasitic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I think we can probably wrap. This yeah, up. yeah. Now that yeah. Rohan's a parasite, I think we're good to wrap. Yeah, I think. Am I the greatest movie of all time now? Probably. Let's you go. gotta start saying yeah. "Last Night Was a Movie," bro. More often. <laughs> I, th- I, I don't say it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shocked by that. 
Uh, yeah, we can wrap this up. So yeah, thank you yeah. for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Podcast Network and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Make sure you leave that review on Apple. Five stars only. We'll read it out if you do. Uh, like I mentioned up top, we're going to be doing a playback room for Monday's game against the Hornets. That link will be in the Discord. Make, if you use that five-star rating, uh, tweet it at me or Ty or email it at eurostepod at gmail.com or proof of subscription to gspn.substack.com. We'll make sure you get access to that Discord. And so you can join us for the playbacks, which are a ton of fun. You're not going to miss out on that. You're not going to want to miss out on that, Mm-mm. I should say. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Subscribe to the YouTube, uh, Eurostep Podcast Network on YouTube. Subscribe just to everywhere, to everything, please. And uh, go Bucks, Pod Random. We'll talk to you next time. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.